0: Hi, I'm Brittany Papineau. I'm the online pastor at Legacy Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is an original series on family relationships called This Is Us, a deep dive into the dynamics and design God has for your legacy. We hope this series encourages you and helps you experience what God is doing in your family. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning.
1: How's it going, guys? Good.
0: Hey, I know we got some people walking in here, um, and and I'm excited about what God has for us today, but I'm going to invite Pastor Phil and Barbara to come forward. So you give it up for Pastor Phil and Barbara. Awesome. Um, hey, I want to encourage you. Uh, I want to encourage you to lean in. Today is is a conversation that some people don't like to have that... that uh, people don't want to have, and we're going to be pretty transparent and vulnerable um, with you because we believe that that is the best way uh, <laughs> for us to to really learn. Um, but I just I want to thank you so much for making this an environment where people can come in and have hard conversations and listen to what the word says, and then hopefully apply it in your family and in your life <laughs> outside yes. of Sunday morning. You need to know that this sermon series was specifically written with certain people in mind. And, and, I, and I don't mean that to, to sound like we've targeted you, but we have heard through conversations that, hey, I, I, I want to know more about this. What does the Bible say about this? And so we've taken those questions and boiled them down. And, and as a part of the sermon series, hopefully we're answering these questions with you and, and for you. Uh, but we want you to know that uh, we want you to get the most value out of that. And so the best way that you could do that, and I see some of you have already done this, grab one of those notebooks. Those are free. You can take one. There should be a pen in, uh, in the buckets or on the table there. Make sure you're writing notes. I don't know if you know this, but you will remember. I think the statistic is almost 80% more if you write it down. Oh, I'm sure. uh, and, and so we want you not just to hear from God, but I want you to remember what God said. And so if you'll write it down, Man, that'll be super helpful. Well, we're going to jump into a conversation today on discipline. Discipline. You want to kick us off?
1: Sure. Uh, You (laughs) know what? A lot of times uh, people will celebrate your wins, Mm -hmm. but people really tend to connect through your weaknesses. And so we want to be honest and vulnerable with you and uh, right out of the, shoot, just admit we're weak. Oh, we yeah. make mistakes. We are not perfect parents. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got one of my sons over there just nodding his head. Oh, yeah, they made mistakes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But uh, we, we want to be honest. We want to be transparent with you as well. Yeah. And in doing that, um, we would like to tell you maybe a little truthful story uh, of what has happened before in our home. Okay. So uh, I'm going to let uh, Pastor Kyle tee off first, because you were the offender. He, he says, I oh,
0: great. <laughs> he says, truthful. This is definitely a true story. And as we were studying for this message, uh, we were sitting at my kitchen table, and I, and I asked these guys, I said, would you have ever thought years ago when I disobeyed and we went through this really hard time um, as, as parents and, and son at that point, child at that point, um, that we could stand up and preach about it? That God would be so true to his word that he would come through and and redeem a situation. So um, let me just be super transparent with you. In eighth grade, I transferred to a new school. And one of the things that my, my parents did really, really well with us as kids is... Anybody have spelling words? Remember spelling words? Okay. So I rarely got below an A or an A plus on a spelling test. And it's because of them. Not because I'm good, but because of their discipline. They made Do us you on spell well now? Uh, no. I have spelling correct, and, and that is my best friend. I also have a wife, and I have a mom who's an English teacher, so uh, <laughs> everything goes through them. But uh, on Mondays, we had to write our words five times. On Tuesday, it was four times. On Wednesdays, it was three. On Thursdays, it was two. And then Friday was the test. And so I very rarely got uh, less than an A. Now, there was this one week that I was struggle bussing a little bit. And in eighth grade, I, I had a desk that like, lifted up, and I could, I could set my pencils in. And so I would uh, lift my pencil up, grab a new pencil, and look at my cheat sheet in my desk. And I wrote my words down. And then, you know, oh, I'd, I'd magically break a pencil. So I'd have to look for the, you know, the next hard word that I needed to do. And so I, I, I cheated. And a classmate caught me and turned me in. I know. Snitches get stitches. That's right. Um, And I got disciplined. I actually got suspended for that and was disciplined at home and thought, man, I'd really learned my lesson. That was good until I got into high school. And then uh, my my freshman year, they would hand out uh, tests. And then at the end of the test, when you were done, they'd say, okay, now trade with your neighbor. (laughs) So don't get ahead of me, Alex. Uh, We trade with our neighbor and then you would correct your neighbor's test. And so me and some friends would all trade within ourselves, and we would tell each other, like, hey, I'd like a B on this, or hey, I'd like an A on this, or hey, don't mark me wrong on this one. And it it spread. So I went to a really small high school, about 40 kids total. uh, That was freshman through senior. And we ended up getting 38 of these kids involved in this cheating ring. Where literally in every class, on every assignment, we were all cheating together, and they were uh, the administration was kind of impressed that we were all getting really good grades. And uh, then one, one time, uh, my, my teacher came in and he said, hey, I've noticed a trend, and I just want you to know that I've looked into it, and he pulls out a spreadsheet. <laughs> and he said, I've gone back through every assignment over the last year, and I have marked who cheated on what assignment and by how much. And Kyle, the principal wants you in his office. Great. So I got called to the principal office. And uh, I'm going to tag these guys to tell you some of the other stories.
2: OK, I think I have blocked out some of that. Uh- <laughs> It was a really difficult time because I was subbing at that school at that point. And later on, I worked for the principal. I was his secretary. So when I found out my son was doing some of the things, um, Phil and I have always felt like if, if, if our kids have trouble with a teacher, and it's indeed our kids' fault, they're in trouble at home, too. Yeah. Okay? It was there, and it was at home. So we went in to talk to, um, his name was Pastor Jerry, and bless him, we all love him now. Yeah. <laughs> Loving him, But I was distraught because my son, who I thought was perfect, was cheating again. And he'd already been suspended once for it. And so we talked to him, and I was just like, what are we going to do with this kid? You know, He's going to be on, he's, he's on restriction, and we were doing all this stuff. And Pastor Jerry just looked across the desk at us, and he said, Kyle's a good kid. He's going to make it. He's going to be okay. And it, it just, like, calmed my heart. Of course, we still did the restriction. Yeah. You were in major trouble. Um, major. And they split up the ring. Did, were you able to cheat after that? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And no. I don't think that teacher lasted very long there either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, we are not perfect. No. Is there something I'm missing in that story?
0: Do you have anything to add to it?
2: Uh,
1: well, I, I think there was some pain applied. Pain was applied? Yeah, it was oh, the last time always. I got. I,
0: I think it was the last time I actually got a spanking. Yeah. Uh, I, was a, I was a freshman in high school and I actually got whooped. Um, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? Here's the thing I deserved it. And I'm grateful for it. And we're going we're gonna to see why here in just a few minutes. But if you look back over the class that was there, the 40 kids or the 38 who, who were involved in this ring with me, you can actually point to the ones who were disciplined well.
2: From that incident. Yeah. From that
0: incident. Yeah, we're, we're 15, uh, about 15 years removed from this incident now. And you can actually look at the lives of my classmates and some of us who had Parents who didn't care, or who didn't discipline, or who just didn't want to deal with it. Um, Some of my classmates have ended up on drugs, uh, with kids before marriage. They've ended up in prison. Uh, They've ended up, you know, with 800 jobs by now. And then there was another group of kids who were disciplined really well. We were all on restriction or grounding, as some parents call it. And those kids have families who are serving the Lord. They're serving in ministry, maybe not in, in positions as a pastor, but they're involved in their local church. They're growing. They have big businesses. Um, some of them are nurses and, and raising their own kids in, in the
2: right way. Because it's precept upon precept. It's, yes. It's, you, wherever your kids are, you, you build. One yep. thing builds on another, and that's why. Can I tell them about the keys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Go for it. We're giving you keys today, two keys. So if they're on your thing, you can take one of them because we feel like if when we look over go, everything, go and take
1: take time right now to gra- grab, grab grab a it, set grab a each, set of each keys, person.
2: The 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 most important things about discipline and and honestly, my daughter was helping me put these together last night and she said, "Well, these are just good for life." <laughs> yeah. And and it's so true. God, number 1, and secondly, consistency. Yeah. Um, and it starts, no matter where your kids are, you start now. And you build precept upon precept, line upon line. And, and you keep reinforcing until they walk out the door of your home and they're on their own. And then hopefully they've got it enough and they'll have some of their own experiences. And it will become a part of who they are.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we talked in the very first week about the laws that God has. Uh-huh. God has laws for everything that he made. He has laws... For uh, raising children, and we're going to tell you they're in the scripture. They're always in the scripture. So we're going to give you scriptures today, and they are God's laws about being parents.
1: And I, I feel like even some of 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 my mistakes as a dad, um, I have I have learned, I have learned, and I have grown from some of the mistakes I've made. One of the teachings, and we mentioned this the first week uh, when we were talking about children, is that I believe the, the spanking era ends at about age 12.
0: Or 15, whenever, you know. Well, well it was 12
2: I, for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, the Bible says that we train, we teach, and then we trust yeah, that's our, 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 uh, our, um, our children. When they become, well... From birth to twelve, you train them, right? And that's where that's where spanking comes in. Sure. Uh, then from like twelve to nineteen, that's where teaching comes in. Uh, having you could reason
2: do, with them by that time. Yeah,
1: having to do over, I probably would not have spanked you.
0: Well, that was not the only punishment either in that specific instance.
2: Oh yeah, I, we were hard on them. Uh, oh yeah.
0: The day I got suspended, he literally made me go out in the backyard, and we had a huge backyard. And there was a garden all the way around it with bark in it. And he made me pick out by hand all of the leaves. And we had trees kind of like this that were tiny leaves. And so I picked up thousands that day. Uh, And then there was the discipline of, you know, hey, you can't watch TV past a certain time. You can only, uh, you go to school, you do your homework, you go to bed. Like there's no hanging out with friends. You're not going to extracurriculars. Like there's so many things... But I'm grateful that there was there was pain applied.
2: That's the only way that we really learn. Yeah, we learn through pain, whatever that pain is. And when they're over 12, you can reason with them and you talk to them, and they can understand what you're saying. Before that, applying pain is um, people think it's awful. I can just tell you, it's got in God's word, and because we used it, um, our kids follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to have consequences when you when you break the law because when you leave now, now at your point, right. if you mess up and you steal from the church, right. it's jail at this point. Right. Okay, so learn it before you get there. Yeah. Teach them before they get, <laughs> if anything gets super serious.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things that you guys did really well is when we really hit the teenage years, and for you it was 12, um, you guys started what we called natural consequences, <laughs> you know? Um where I I remember getting pulled over after having my license for a couple of months, and I was going way too fast on the freeway. The cops pulled me over. They gave me a ticket and let me go. Praise God. They probably could have arrested me. But I came home, and Dad said, you know, put your license and the key to to the car on my dresser when you come home. And so I did, and he just said, I'm not going to spank you. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. There are natural consequences to your actions. And now you have to pay the ticket. Well, that ended up costing me a ton of time, a ton of money. Um, and I and I think that's good because ultimately, why do we discipline? Like, well, what what is discipline? Discipline is teaching your kids how to live like Christ. Mm -hmm. Because we don't come, we don't come programmed with a bent towards (laughs) Christ-likeness. We come pre-programmed with a bent towards evil. That's what scripture says. There's there's actually a fleshly desire that we have in our hearts that we were born with. And so it's our responsibility as parents. It's our responsibility as adults. And I'm not just talking about disciplining your children right now. It's good to discipline yourself. It's called self-discipline, and our culture is lacking it. Mm -hmm. And if you will have a little bit of self-discipline, you'll go a long way. But the Bible actually says, people will know that my Holy Spirit is in you based on your self-control did you know that part of self-discipline is self-control being able to say no to the things that you know you're supposed to say no to say yes to the things that you're supposed to say yes to staying committed to the things that you're supposed to be committed to so it's our responsibility then as parents to raise up our children the goal of of discipline is to create an inward force you were the one who who really put this together share this with us
2: Um. We came up with this as kind of a definition. The goal of, dif- of discipline is to create an inward force within your children to do the right thing by correcting, affirming, and explaining mm-hmm. attitudes and actions so that by the time they leave your care, they know how to do the right thing on their own and they consistently choose to do it.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm realizing that's a long definition. We should probably make a page on our website or something like that. Yeah. So that we can have these definitions. Well, basically, for
2: you. it's it's teaching them from from a, a young age attitudes, and um, teaching them how and, to and, do and things. And if, if
1: you're single and, and you're hearing this, you might think, well, okay, I can just check out from this sermon because I don't, I'm not even married, oh, let alone don't. let alone But the whole thing of discipline is learned now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It may not flesh out, like with children, for another decade or even more than that. Mm -hmm. But self-discipline, like you were saying, is so lacking in our culture. Um, I I was hearing this week, and I'm not trying to defame anybody's character, but this certain individual who, (laughs) if I mentioned his name, you would all recognize him because of the computer... Conglomerate that that he created, right? But he was saying this week that it's not really important if you get the right answers in math. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait a minute, how do you create a computer if you don't use correct math? How do you how do you create computer programs if you're not using correct math? It takes discipline it takes hard work because you know what you're not always going to get the right answer yeah you're going to get wrong answers in life but that's what self discipline does yeah self discipline causes us to go back to Christ and say what do i need to learn and how how do i flush that out
0: mm-hmm. you will parent the way you are right now So however you go into marriage, however you go into having kids, that's how you're going to parent. Don't think that babies come with this like system update for (laughs) you as well. Like don't get me wrong. There's there's a moment in your life where you realize, man, I'm, I'm now responsible for another human, but you're going to parent the way you are now. Parents, if you're not growing, your discipline isn't growing. Your parenting isn't growing. You are going to parent the way you are right now.
2: So if you're single and you don't have kids yet, if I could give you a clue, work on your consistency. Yeah. Work on your discipline of yourself so that what you're going to be saying to your kids, what you want them to do, is who you are. That's good. And, and you've got time. Some of you have got a lot of time. Yeah. Some of you yeah. have a little bit of time. But we're, and you know how God disciplines us. You try to discipline your kids the way God works with us, right? He is so loving. Mm-hmm. So we have to work on our anger issues, too, so that when someone disappoints us and does the wrong thing, it doesn't make us angry. All these things you can work on right now before you even have kids so that it just flows naturally out of you. But the yeah. discipline and getting God as the center of your life, I, I got to tell you, on the way here this morning, I'm just thinking about four kids and were their parents, okay, I know us very well, it was God that they are all serving the Lord right now, because every day we got up and said, help us, mm-hmm. do what you want to do in our lives, so God is the number one thing, and then we were together, we kept each other consistent.
0: There was definitely a united front between the two of you, yeah. which is not in our notes, but parents present a united front. Back the other person yeah. don't let your kid come to you and say can I have a cookie can I have a friend over you say no they go to mom mom can I have a cookie can I have a friend over and they say yes I what did your dad say did you talk with your dad
1: yeah
0: did you talk with your mom what did they say well that's my answer mm-hmm. you don't even have to know the answer that's your answer uh, Levi's kind of getting to this point now where he can kind of start
2: Oh, it comes playing. naturally.
0: Yeah, he, he, <laughs> it's wild. He can come to me or Brittany and say one thing and then come to the other and then ask for the same thing. And if she says no, I've got to make sure I say
2: no. You can talk about it later. If you don't like what yeah. the outcome was, you can talk about it and settle something. But in that moment, you have to be united. The, the fact that you are united is going to hold it together. Mm-hmm. If you're on different pages, it is not going to work. So you need to get there, talk it out, Get getting on the same page.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and here's why. You ready for this? Here's a good point. Discipline is not just about having a happy home. This is not about a peaceful versus an anxious home. Mm-hmm. Discipline is a heaven or hell issue. Yes. Okay? Heaven or hell issue. Check this out. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15 says, A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, But physical discipline will drive it away. I'm just going to come out and say it. My parents, they believed in spanking. Trust me, I hold the record in our house for the amount of spankings in one day. They believed in spanking. Can I just tell
2: you? But there's no child that's perfect.
1: No, no, that's true. No no parent that is perfect. No parent is perfect. But I, I uh, I, I think we need to be very clear on this. Never, never, never. Did we physically abuse our children? We never, we never did that. That was, that was not an issue. Discipline, physical discipline, Mm -hmm. cannot be done out of anger. Right. Um, The kids, I'll just be honest with you. When when they were young. they probably feared their mom more than me <laughs> when it came to spankings because I I didn't know my full strength. Sure. And so I would always hold back. I never, I have never hit one of my children, spanked them, I should say, in such a way that I used all my strength. Right. Never, never did I do that. that. That would be... That would be abuse. And we are not about abuse, but our culture is just so over the top of don't cause any physical pain. Yeah, it's not even structural. Now, our, now, now our, our culture believes, hey, you can cause all the emotional pain you want in a child's life. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's not an issue. Just don't ever. No, you Leave a what? mark. Yeah, yeah, don't leave marks. Uh, but when you take true biblical discipline god never abuses us god loves us
2: the first time i spanked kyle he was probably 2 or 3 that i can remember that i took him into our and i i I had to make rules for myself because when I had the kids young, I was I was fighting anger issues in myself, and and um, I had to make rules for myself. So I spanked them in our bedroom, in Phil and I's bedroom, at the foot of the bed, and I had a certain amount of swats that I gave them depending on their their age. I used a spoon because it hurt my hand to to spank them, but I used a spoon and I I, I hit them with a spoon. We probably will be taken off Facebook for this but um, Goodness, I inflicted enough now. pain that there were real tears that came oh. out of their eyes but I did not beat them right and um, I had I had to make some kinds of rules for myself so that I almost would like not, you had
0: self-discipline
2: almost like that Wow yeah so um, right. yeah and then afterwards I hugged them they tell me to this day they hated that. So, you know, you you go on whether that's a good thing or not. But um, I did because the first time I spanked Kyle, I cried with him. It was not me. I did not want to do it, but I knew he needed it. And so I gave it to him, and I cried with him. By the end, I was whopping him, and there were no tears coming out because it, not of just him. But, you know, when they were older, it's like, come on, get this, guys. But I never, like. I stuck to my rules, you did. and I did not break my And I didn't just go and slap them across the face whenever I wanted or, no, you know, hit controlled. them, slug them. It was on the fanny that God made us. Okay, that's <laughs> the only part of the body that I use.
1: God's to... instruction pad.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: let me ask you this then. Why do we discipline? If culture has such a big issue with it, why do we believe in it? Why do we discipline
1: because the Bible says so. Yep. Uh, can I just read? Please. Uh, let, me, let me read a, a verse. This is out of Proverbs chapter 23, verses 13 and 14. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14. It says it this way, and I'm going to read it from two different versions. Okay. In the King ja- New King James, it says, Do not withhold correction from a child. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Now, understand the termina- terms being used here. The terms beat and rod, and immediately we're thinking abuse. Rod, in the biblical sense, is more like a stick or a switch, and that's what some people choose. Uh, again, Barbara, uh, she chose the wooden spoon. My uh, my weapon of choice uh, <laughs> was a paint paddle that I would uh, I would sand and, and take the uh, the sharp edges off of it and round round it off. And just make that thing, yeah, where you could get some some good connection with it. Uh, you know, but but that's what it's saying here. If you if you spank with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Yeah. Okay, so what Pastor Kyle said a few minutes ago, this is not just about having a peaceful home, these are issues of heaven and hell do you want your children to go to hell basically this verse is saying if you want your children to go to hell don't discipline them
0: don't spank them it's specifically talking about
2: spanking
1: In, in the in the message translation that same verse is said this way don't be afraid to correct your young ones a spanking won't kill them a good spanking in fact my, save them from something worse than death. Do you realize with your children, <clears throat> there is something worse than death? A lot of times we think, well, that, that would just be the ultimate. No, the ultimate is not death, the ultimate is heaven or hell. Yeah. So That's we so want much. to try to point yeah. ourselves through self discipline and our children. Through spanking, when they are young, in a controlled, disciplined, self-disciplined manner. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to control them. The goal is not to spank a child. What is the goal? The goal is for the child to learn obedience. Correct. To obey.
2: That each child is different too. Yeah. Yes. You know, some need more than that. Some need more than others because they are more, you know, strong-willed. Well, that's a
1: nice word for it.
2: Yeah. And, and others, you know, you look at them and they just start crying automatically. Okay, yeah. so you have to... What does the Bible so, say? Raise them up according to their bend.
0: So we do it because we love them. Yes. We do it for their future.
1: Yes.
0: Not just the future on earth, but we're doing it for, for their, eternity. their eternal yeah. future. Yes. And then it also allows the parent to lead and the child to honor. Uh, let me read this here. The, the main reasons that kids, when they grow up, don't submit their will to God is because they never learned how to submit their will to their parents. Yep. That was from Pastor Robert Morris. He said, if, you, if the kids don't realize or they don't learn how to submit their will to their parents, they will never... Understand how to submit their will to God. So we can help our kids by disciplining them well. Now, that does not exclusively mean spanking, it just doesn't. In fact, I would say this one of the things that I'm working on with Levi is I don't want him to be shamed in any way when I discipline him. And so I'm not going to spank him in public. Okay, I'm gonna take now. If if it needs to be handled right then, I don't have a problem handling right then. But we will get up and we will go to the bathroom because here's what's gonna happen. If he sees me discipline him, whip him in front of people, then the first thing he's gonna do is look around and see who saw, mm-hmm. and he's going to immediately think they think less of me.
2: And that goes to when he's in high school and you're verbally talking to him. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. This, again, this is not exclusive to the spanking side of things. I want to make sure that I'm getting down on his level. And I try to do this at home where I'll get down on one knee and I talk to him eye to eye. And I say, son, that's not how we behave. Here's what we do. And then make sure that you repeat it a couple of different times. My, my kid, I don't know about your kids. My kid doesn't listen all the time on the first time. And so I actually tell him, hey, we listen on thee. And I let him fill in the blank. First time. And he'll say, first time. And I'm like, good, you got it. So engage your kids that way, but Ecclesiastes chapter, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 says, honor. This is
2: one of God's laws, right? This here. is
0: one of his laws. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, it is a commandment and a law, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on earth. So discipline puts you in charge. You are the one who is leading. But then if they have a structure to live by, it allows them to honor their father and mother. Discipline allows for honor. Isn't that crazy? And then not only that, then we, we, uh, we were talking about this in our small group a couple weeks ago. But honor is given. Right? As, as the, the pastor of this church There is, uh, you guys are on your best behavior when you talk with me. And that's great. I love that. But I love getting past that into the nitty gritty of your life. And not to say that we disregard the honor, but then as parents, you have this honor that is given to you by the kid because you just, you are naturally appointed over them. Honor is given, respect is earned. Respect can be earned, believe it or not, by the parents. I knew when it, like when I'm thinking uh, I'm gonna drop some names here. Whenever I wanted to go to Adam's house, and I asked you, and you said no because you knew we had plans for the day, and then I'd go and ask Dad. <laughs> Dad would always say, "Well, did you did you ask Mom?" I, sheepishly, yes, yes, okay. Uh, what did she say? No. Well, then the answer is no. Well, that allows me to respect both of them, not just honor their part in my life as my parents. I can now respect them because I can go to my friend and say, hey, my parents said I can't go. I'm not able to make it. So honor is given. Respect is
1: earned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think in, another thing uh, in this whole thing of, of correction and discipline, both within ourselves and within the family context, is the fact that we need to chasten, not chastise. Yeah. And there is a big difference between the two. A lot of times people will say, well, doesn't the book of Hebrews say that, you know, he chastises us for our sins? Wait, no.
2: Your mic closer. Is that right?
1: Okay. Oh. Um, now I forgot what I'm saying. Um, okay, so chastened, the, chastened. The, book, the book of Hebrews doesn't say that he chastises. It says that he chastens Jesus was chastised for our sins. Okay, the difference between the two. Here here, here it is, and you might want to write these down. Chastisement deals with punishment. Chastening deals with correction. So Jesus bore our punishment on the cross. He was chastised For my iniquities. He was chastised for my sins. He was punished for me. But God does not punish. God chastens us. Mm -hmm. He corrects us. Okay, he is not trying to be punitive with us. We should not try to be punitive with our children or with other people. If you have to correct somebody, correct them. Don't chastise them. And that goes all the way back to what we were saying a few minutes ago about uh, correcting or disciplining in public. People don't do it. How many times have you been to a restaurant and your meal has been interrupted because a, a little child is out of control? Has that ever happened to anybody? I'm I'm, I'm seeing heads go up (laughs) up and down. Okay. How do the parents react? If the parents react like, you are no good, immediately they're being shamed. Shame never produces righteous fruit. Never. That's good. Shame never produces righteous fruit. Chastening. Does yeah, because chasing is when you get down on one knee, and you're you're looking right at a child, and you say, "What what did Dad say? Mm-hmm. If you throw the food across a restaurant, you're going to get a spanking, right? And then make make them repeat, yes, yes, Daddy. If I if I throw the food across a restaurant, I'm I'm, I'm going to get a spanking, right? That's you you're. you're it, and you keep saying it different ways and different points to connect with that child.
2: Okay, there's something really cool about disciplining your children, too, that I, we always told our kids. It gives your kids a leg up. Because if your kids go out and they are well-behaved, people look at them, and immediately they're not repelled by them. Yeah, They are drawn to them. Like, right. oh, my goodness, your kids are so... So good. I can remember as a kid, I'm one of six kids, and we would rarely, but when we were transferring from one military base to another, we would go out to eat on our way to the new location. And several times when we would go up to pay the bill, the bill had been paid. And someone would say, someone thought your kids were so well behaved, they paid your bill. But in life, if you want your kids to succeed and get get the job, Yep. Um, learning, t- teaching them to discipline themselves helps people to like them. In school, the kid that's always causing trouble, the teacher's going to have a difficulty with them. Uh, on the job, if, if you don't know how to show up every day and you just wake up and say, eh, I don't feel like working today, day, yeah. and you don't show up, you're not going to do as well. So disciplining your kids is actually helping them, and since a lot of people aren't, yeah. it's giving them a leg up. It's kind of a hint.
0: It is. Yeah. And, and parents, if you want your kids to respect you, discipline them well. Not only does it pay dividends for other people, you know, they, they enjoy being around your kids, which, by the way, it will lead to them being invited into places where they have not yes. been invited otherwise. Yes. Um, I have been invited into different conversations with pastors and, and leaders because of their discipline in my life. Because they saw from a young age I was, I was controlled and not necessarily always by myself. <laughs> Sometimes I was disciplined and controlled by my parents. And they led me, which Proverbs said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he gets old, he will not depart from it. So if you parents want respect, discipline your kids right. Spanking is the method, but obedience is the message. Yes. If you are obedient to the word of God then kids your kids will obey you.
1: So you are saying that discipline of a child is correction. It right. is not punishment. Right. It's not punitive. Right. And if your discipline of your children and of yourself even is punitive, you're missing the mark.
2: Oh my goodness, that's huge. That's a whole different way of looking at things. You know, if your sin has already been paid for on the cross because you've asked Jesus to forgive you, then what you're doing is, um, oh my goodness, help me with this thought, what you just said. We don't have to think, feel really bad about ourselves and come down on ourselves every right. time we do something wrong. Uh, we ask God to forgive us. It's gone. It's just a matter of, of um, learning to do life better, but it's yeah. not...
1: Yeah, I'm it, not it, saying it well. Pun-
0: punishment is for the past. Yeah. Discipline is for the future.
2: Mm, that's good.
0: Discipline, you're, you're, you're working for a future outcome <laughs> with discipline. Yeah. Punishment has to do with what's already been done. We're disciplining our kids. I, we're disciplining Levi. My parents disciplined me. In fact, uh, don't just view discipline as correcting the wrong things, but it's also commending the right things discipline is not always just the the negative, the negative side of side. things. You know, I can't tell you how many times you guys praised me for doing something right. And and maybe it wasn't like we threw a party, but you guys would actually point out, "Hey, you did this well.
2: Good
1: job. Well, Proverbs, we
2: probably could have done that more." Cuz I, I I I realize I could well, have done that more. Well, I think most, mo- more most parents more. Yeah, m- most yeah.
1: parents sure. will dwell more on the, the negative. negative than than the positive.
0: Uh, Proverbs 23 verse 15 says, "My son, If your heart is wise, then my heart will be glad indeed. (laughs) Whoa. Bless you.
2: you.
0: My son, if your heart is wise, then my heart will be glad indeed. My inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right.
2: And it is. It's awesome to see your kids do the right thing and you realize that what God has done and, and it's just such a joy. It's a quiet joy. It's kind of like Mary. You know, I mm-hmm. do that a lot now that I'm older yeah. and my kids are grown. How Mary saw things that people said about Jesus and she pondered them in her heart. Yeah. So now that my kids are older and I see them doing things, they get the credit for doing them because now they're on their own and they're just doing it. But my heart rejoices that they chose to do the right thing. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the greatest joys, it to is. tell you the truth. It makes me happy.
1: When, when our kids were uh, younger... Uh, and I'm going to say ages. Well, there's a five-year gap between uh, Kellen and our youngest daughter, uh, Natalie. But but when the kids were growing up, occasionally uh, the church where we worked in in Concord would have work days, and they would have different like different people doing different jobs and just you know just things that need to be done around the church. A lot of times on those work days. I would choose, I would choose to take the three older kids with me, Uh, one that I'm thinking of in particular, Natalie was still just a a toddler, so Barbara kept her at home. But I took the other kids with me. I chose that day to work with my own children. And I realized that like today, like, like setting up church, I enjoy working for Kyle. Kellen, because I know that they've been trained, and I, I can tell them to do certain things, and, and they'll they'll do certain things. Uh, they helped us recently paint the outside of our house. I mean, what kids, what ch- uh, adult kids, I should have call them, that's an oxymoron, what adult sons and daughters want to help paint the outside of their house? But all four of our adult sons and daughters, yeah. within the last couple of months, yeah. have said, hey, we we, we want to help. Why? Because they've been disciplined. Yeah, They are now self-disciplined. I don't need to say, hey, if you don't come, I'm going to give you a spanking. They would just look at me and say, try it, Dad. I'm bigger <laughs> than you now. It's like... Yeah, the well, last thing in the I don't know world. about
0: taller, but definitely faster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to catch up. Uh, so, we've looked at what is discipline, why we discipline, how we discipline, but I- I'd like to dive in for just a second on the reasons why we discipline. The reason we discipline is it's what God told us to do. And I just want to encourage you, parents give your kids what they deserve, good or bad. Give them what they deserve. If they're behaving well, man, if you want them to to emulate that, praise them for it. Commend them for it. And that you can do publicly. You can do publicly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you praise publicly. You correct quietly. But I'll say this. Give them what they deserve. If they mess up, don't spare the rod. We've all heard the the proverb, spare the rod, spoil the child. Raise your hand if you've heard that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, did you know that's not in Scripture?
2: <laughs>
0: it says, "Spare the rod, hate the child." It does. If you don't spank, you hate your child. That's what the Bible says. So give them what they deserve. If that's good, give it to them. If it's bad, give it to them. Our God is not a fair God. He is a just God. Mm-hmm. He gives us what we deserve. We were called to be like him. Give your kids what they deserve.
1: This is the greatest child discipline book in the world. It is the only book in the world that is a living book. Yep. There is life. There is life through the words in this book.
2: There it leads are, us to be more like Christ. That's our goal. Yes. We, we're mm-hmm. trying to teach our kids to be more like Christ. And teach ourselves. And uh, teach ourselves. It's a, yeah. it's a lifetime thing. Yeah, Never stop learning. Never stop learning.
0: So Proverbs 13 says this. A, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. So eventually the payoff of good discipline is Christlikeness. If we do our jobs right as parents, we raise little Christs. That's the goal. We live, we, we raise up people who live to be like Christ. Now, there are seven things that we, I'd love to get through real quick, because these are super helpful, and then we're going to take communion together before we head out for the day. But these are seven, really seven things to pay attention to. So if you want, and you're taking notes, number one through seven, and, and we'll run through them.
1: Uh, You want to take the first one? Sure. The first one, be clear. When when setting parameters, be clear with yourself, be clear with the child. Give clear instructions, give clear results, give clear reasoning. Okay? You've got to do all three of those. Give clear instructions, give clear results, give clear reasons.
0: And sometimes that be, means what you were saying earlier is repeating yourself.
1: Yeah. Be clear. That's
0: good. You want to take the second
2: one? Uh, the second one is be convincing. Okay? <laughs> hmm. uh, I've heard um, that Dr. Dobson, who used to be uh, a real Christian guru, I mean guru is a bad word, he was like a, a person to listen to in the Christian world. He said that it is important for a parent to win, it, understand what I'm saying by that, win and win decisively. Mm-hmm. So, when you take on something, you need to finish it, and you need to be convincing. Uh, always remembering that your goal is not like the spanking or the actual discipline. It is to get them to obey.
1: Can I, can I just sure. add just one comment to that? Please. But I think uh, especially for us men, and especially guys like me that are loud, okay, if you are loud with your child, loudness, volume, does not equal authority. Right.
2: Mm. Oh, it, that's screaming and any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You don't really need any of that.
1: Y- you don't. There you was don't need never... to throw
2: things, and you don't need to throw people around. Yes. You don't. And when you're doing the right thing and you're consistent, that that's what gets kids. If they know mm-hmm. you're going to do what you say, mm-hmm. that yep. is 90% of the battle. There
1: it is. Yeah.
0: It is. And I would say there was never a point in our home where you guys screamed at us. It was never a part of your discipline. It's not a part of our, of our home. I may raise my voice to get your attention, but that does not mean that he's all, all automatically going to pay attention to what I'm saying. All right. So the, number th-
1: the, the the kids. Real quick, the, the kids grew up, and, and you know, as as we would have like conversations and even disagreements and stuff. When I said three words, yeah, and they're they're already <laughs> nodding their heads. They know it. When I, when I had enough, I didn't have to raise my voice, but I would just say, I have spoken. That was it. That was yes. it. Which leads us into number
0: three, be consistent.
1: Yeah, there you so go. So be clear, Amen.
0: be convincing, be consistent. If you will do the same thing every time, your kids will know what to expect, good or bad. If when they do well, you commend them, you give them a high five, way to go. They're going to know what to expect. If they mess up and they don't know whether or not you're going to fly off the handles, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. If they know I'm going to go home, they're going to dread it for a second. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get a spanking, but I'm going to be loved and I'm going to be corrected. That's a good thing.
1: And, and don't say, now you're going to get it when you get home. <laughs> and then they get home and you don't deliver. Yeah. You're send, you're sending a mixed message. That's good. You are sending a mixed message to them.
2: In the middle of Target, I would look at my kids and say, You just bought the farm. Oh yeah. <laughs> they knew exactly what I was talking about, but then when we got home we dealt with it.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go. You wanna take number four? Number four. Uh, be convicting, not condemning. Be convicting, not condemning. Condemnation is general. Yep. Okay. Uh, to condemn a person, you are a bad child. Daddy doesn't love you right now. Oh, don't ever, ever, ever let me hear you say that. Because <laughs> I will discipline you on the spot. And if needs be, no, I won't shame <laughs> you. But uh, just be convicting. In other words, say it specifically. Say it repeatedly, say it differently, but condemnation is general where conviction is specific. You're a good son. You're a good daughter. But right now, you're about ready to disobey mommy or daddy. And we're not going to have that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you do that. that. That wouldn't be good for you.
0: And then I think it's probably good to tell your your kids as well, you're not a bad person, you did a bad thing. Exactly. Right? That's what we're trying to teach Levi. Like, He's so sensitive sometimes that when when you look at him wrong, he just starts to pout. And I said, look, you are a good boy. Thank you for your attitude. But what you did was wrong. You did a bad thing. There is a difference. And you have to delineate this because how many times do we as adults wrap up our identity in, in what we do and our actions? Right? Yeah. So if I perform well, then I'm good. If if I do my job well, I'm a good person. If I don't do my job good, then I'm a bad person. Well no, you're maybe just not gifted in that area, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So instill that in your kids. Yeah. Number that, five. That's
2: basically number five. Correct, don't chastise.
0: Yeah, we've already talked about yeah. that. Yeah. We, we've
2: talked about that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then you want to take number six then?
2: Number six is be compassionate. Let them see your love. Don't be afraid that they won't get it if they know that you really love them. Um, If if they know they can manipulate you, that's a different story. But if they know that you love them and you can't be manipulated, then that's compassion. Mm -hmm. Let them know that you love them.
1: Hold them, hug them, and heal them. Yes. It was regular
0: that that they would spank us, we would you know turn around and they'd they'd whip us on the rear end and then they'd turn around and we'd be welcomed with a hug. And regardless of how hard that is for the child, they need that. Whether they push away and they don't want it, hold them. Hold them tight. Because that's what God does with us. Anytime he corrects us, it causes us pain a little bit, but then he's he says he's, he's so close. He's closer than a brother. He's right yeah. there with you. So hold your kids. Finally, number seven, and we'll close with this. Be confirming. Be confirming. Release forgiveness. Reaffirm your love. And rejoice with them. So, Hallelujah, hey, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we rejoicing? You said this is discipline. Why are you rejoicing? Well, we're rejoicing that it's over. Right? When you yes. have disciplined your child when they've got the spake and they're done crying, let it be over. Yeah.
2: That, that's important too, just let it be done. God doesn't bring up your past, so
0: stop doing it to your kids. He doesn't hold up the rap sheet of things that you've done and say, "Hey, remember when you did this? Remember when you did this? Remember what this?" That's why we have a shame-based faith. If you, if you can get to the point where you realize that he came to die for that stuff and it's done, then, then you need to release that forgiveness. Then I, I would say this. Tell them that you forgive them. I spoke about this a couple weeks ago, but I, I tell Levi, when he's done something wrong, say, I'm sorry for mm-hmm. disobeying. And then say, will you forgive me? And I always say, yes, I forgive you. Of course I forgive you. Then... Uh, reaffirm your love. Tell them that you love them. Make sure they know that this is not abuse. This is love, and I don't mean the twisted kind. Make no mistake about it. I believe in spanking. There's a whole section that we have just skipped, and I'd love to share it another time with you. But there, there is a difference between abuse and spanking. Spanking yes. is good. It's for their future, and if you can process that it's really, really going to help. Now, we've talked about this and and, uh, we're going to get into communion right now. Um, So if you would, just grab one of those communion cups here. I'm going to snag a couple for us. One of the greatest things that God ever did was send his son to die for us. He did this number seven. He released his forgiveness. He reaffirmed his love. And one day we will be able to rejoice with him. Amen. And so before, before we take this, uh, we believe in, in open communion here. That means you do not have to call this your home church to take communion with us. But there is a warning in the Bible. And so I want to make sure that I'm not sharing one part and not the other. If your heart is not right with God, hear me. If your heart is not right with God, It says you will eat and drink condemnation on yourself. I don't want that to be the case. So I want to make sure that all of our hearts are right. And I know that people online, you were told in the lobby that uh, uh, you can get some of your own elements. We want you to participate with us in this. But I, I want to make sure that all of our hearts are in the right place. So if you would, just for a second, bow your heads, close your eyes. I don't know what you came to church thinking this would be like today but I hope that God is speaking something to you. And I hope that you realize some patterns that God has had in his own way with you, whether or not you give the credit to him. And so I'd love it if, if you want a right relationship with God, if you want to make sure that your heart is right with God, would you say this prayer with us as we all say it together? Say, Dear Jesus, Dear
1: Jesus
0: please, forgive please forgive me of all of my sin. Of all my sin. Come, into my life Come into my life and make me like you
1: make me like
0: you continue to discipline me
1: continue to discipline me and lead me and lead me
0: in the way in the way that makes me like you that
1: makes me like you
0: amen. amen if you just said that prayer for the first time we want to welcome you to the kingdom of god would you do me a favor would you raise your hand if you said that here in person and if you said it in uh in the chat would you just send us a message put it in the little uh, uh hand raising emoji and, and we'd love to pray with you, but now we get to do something as a family together, and that's take communion. Would you pray over the, uh, over the bread? Sure.
1: Lord, I just want to thank you for your broken body that was broken on our behalf. God, I just pray right now that we would just look at you. You took the chastisement, the punishment of sin, on yourself, so that you would be able just to offer correction to me, to us. And God, I am so grateful for that today. Thank you that you love me enough that you chasten me. And God, I stand before you today imperfect. I stand before you today guilty, but because of your broken body, I stand before you justified, not on my own goodness, but by you. So thank you for your broken body that was broken on my behalf for our benefit. Thank you for that.
0: Scripture says in the same way, after supper, he took the cup. Yes. And he looked at his disciples and he said, this is my blood that was shed for you. Really, that will be shed for you. He's, he's saying in future tense, we get to celebrate it now because we know the end of that particular story. Yes. This is the blood that cleanses. This is the blood that cleanses. This is the blood that allows us to live in victory. He said, take it and drink. And when you do it, think of me. And so, Father, this morning we pause just for a moment and recognize the suffering that you went through so that we could be right with you. Father, we recognize that your blood was spilled so that we could be clean. So that we can discipline our kids the right way so that we can all be raised in a way that points us towards heaven. And so, God, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for the blood now we take together. Amen. This is something that we want to do more as a family together. And so I just want you to know we've... We've been intentional about this. This is not something that we just randomly added to the calendar. We sat down and said, man, when can we take communion next? And I think it ties in perfectly because we get to see the perfect example of love and discipline in our Heavenly Father. And so we're not going to draw this this service out any longer. I want to dismiss you, but first I want to pray over you, pray a blessing over you. So Father, I pray right now that you would bless your children, that those who are here will hear the words that were said and they would be sealed in their hearts Father I pray that the notes that they take would become valuable pieces of information to them and Father as some of them who don't have kids yet ruminate over these things I pray that you would begin even now to help them to be consistent to be clear to be chastening to be confirming Father just like you I pray your blessing over each one of these people, whether they're in person or online, I I pray that you would go before them and fight battles that they know nothing of, and then help us. Father, please help us to bring our families towards you, to point every single person that we come into contact with towards you, towards your kingdom. Father, we are so excited and so grateful that next week we get to go back into the building. But there is something special about being here in the Cathedral of the Outdoors. And we don't want to forget this season. We want to say thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being clear. Thank you for being consistent. Thank you for being confirming. Thank you for being compassionate towards us. We receive it. And now we ask that you would be with us as we leave. Protect us. Lead us and guide us. And it's in your name we pray. And everyone said together, Amen. 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 Hey, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of our weekend worship experience, whether you're online or here in person. We love you and we are praying for you. We will see you here same time, same time, not the same place. We'll be in that building right there next Sunday. We'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment, and rate this podcast but make sure to give us five stars. In the description, you can find the website, the socials, and all that good stuff. Special thanks to those who give generously. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. If you'd like to partner with us, you can click the link in the description below. Join us live on Sundays, either in person, or on YouTube or Facebook,
1: and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.